When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into episode 18 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rabchak. The Winnipeg Jets went 3-1 over the past week, including a few overtime winners and a tough loss to the Calgary Flames to start off the week. If this is your first time checking out Winnipeg Jets Weekly, I'm going to roll through these games. We've got four of them to recap, and at the end of it, I'm going to hand out the hardest working Jet, the three stars of the week, and throughout, you're going to hear some quotes from Rick Bonus and some players. So without further ado, let's get into that Monday game against the Calgary Flames. We'll hear Rick Bonus's thoughts on this game in a second, but the Jets lose this game 6-3, one of their worst efforts of the season. But in terms of the analytics, funny enough, this was actually the closest game of the week. Uh, the Jets got dominated in the analytics when we're going to go through these next couple games. But for this one, it was pretty close. The shots were right there. The Corsi, Calgary won by a little bit. One more high danger chance for the Flames. And the expected goals were pretty close as well. But the Jets were just giving up too much through the neutral zone, too much defensively. And it ultimately cost them dropping this one 6-3 to the Calgary Flames. The Jets in their postgame press conference all noted the fact that they played less than 24 hours later against the Minnesota Wild, which they all appreciated. They wanted to turn the page on this game and get back at it. And obviously they bounced back with a win in that game. I'll get into that one in a second. But first, let's hear Rick Bonus's thoughts. He has some pretty harsh words in the postgame for his team after this 6-3 defeat. Oh, well, we're up 3-1 because of the power play. So when you take the power play out of that... Uh, yeah, that, that's the only reason. I, 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 that's as, uh, as soft a five-on-five game as we've played all year. That's not us at all. So uh, that didn't even look like the Winnipeg Jets out there. But you know what? We flush it, and uh, we're going to get ready for tomorrow. If there's one positive to take away from this game, it's the fact that Sean Monaghan scored a natural hat trick. He scored all three goals for Winnipeg in the first period, putting them up 3-1. Two of them came on the power play, which has been surging as of late, but it's nice to see him get that against his former team. Obviously, he started his career in Calgary, then went to Montreal, and now he's playing for the Winnipeg Jets, but that was cool to see Sean Monaghan getting a natural hat trick in the first period against one of his former teams. The Jets officially turned the page and got a huge 6-3 win the very next night against the Minnesota Wild, a big rivalry game inside Canada Life Center. I don't think it lived up to the hype in that sense with the Ryan Hartman beef from earlier in the season, but the Jets took care of business on the ice. As you can see, if you're here with me on YouTube, the analytics even more so swayed in Minnesota's favor than it was in Calgary's favor, but the Jets just got the bounces on this night. Their power play goes two for four. Gabriel Velarde scores. He's been dynamite on the power play. I'm going to keep talking about that throughout the episode. We'll get more into that later on with some quotes from Velarde and Bonus, but for this game in particular, Lauren Bressois gets the start. He was fantastic. He was the first star of the game, saving 36 of 39 shots sent his way, and the Jets pick up a huge bounce back 6-3 win over their division rival, the Minnesota Wild. The Jets got a balanced scoring attack in this one. Sean Monaghan scored another goal in this game following up his natural hat-trick from the Calgary game. 
Gabriel Velarde scored two, like I said earlier. Cal Connor scored. Nino Niederreiter got the empty netter. And Mason Appleton even chipped in, getting his 10th goal of the season to put the Jets up 2-0. So a balanced scoring attack. You see the power play going. The Jets probably had more defensive breakdowns in this game than they would have liked. But ultimately, the power play covered up some of their mistakes. And they come away with the 6-3 win over the Minnesota Wild, who are actually in a playoff position right now. They're pushing for one. They're not in one. But they're right around the wild card race. So they're a team that's been surging as of late after making their coaching change and the Jets a huge win inside Canada Life Center the bounce back aspect to it a huge win in retrospect and they headed back on the road to take on the Chicago Blackhawks on Friday night the Jets headed to Chicago to take on Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks and they escaped with a 3-2 overtime win Kyle Connor got the overtime winner a very weird goal kind of just was trying to pass the puck across the crease hit a stick and went under the armpit of Peter Morazic giving the Jets the win but If you're looking for nice goals, look no further than Nikolai Ehlers' two goals in regulation. The first one, he's coming down the left wing and picks a corner that I didn't even know was there. And then the second goal, he goes coast to coast, chipping the puck around multiple defenders on his way to scoring. He snapped a 10-game goal drought. It's nice to see him and that line get back in the scoring column. But... Again, another game here where the Jets, if you look at the expected goals, the Corsi, they lose the analytical battle. This is very uncharacteristic for the Jets and what we've seen all season long, what I've been bringing up on this show, especially against a team like Chicago. Uh, For the first 20 minutes, maybe even the first 40 minutes, the Jets controlled this game. The third period, they were hanging on by a thread. Connor Hellbuck came up huge. And again, Kyle Connor got the OT winner, so they escaped with the win. Connor Bedard has lit up the Jets in the past. Obviously, his first ever game against Winnipeg, he scored the lone goal for Chicago. And then the second game against the Jets, he had both goals in a 2-1 overtime win for the Hawks. And the overtime goal, everyone's seen it. It was played on highlight reels for weeks and weeks. So they were able to shut down Bedard. He had only the one shot on goal in 18 minutes of ice time. Keeping their star player in check, the Jets were able to come away with the win in overtime. Maybe not how Rick Bonus and the players would have liked it, but a win nonetheless. And they were on to Sunday back in Winnipeg against the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes came into this game having lost 10 in a row, and the Jets handed them their 11th. The Jets went up 3-1, kind of blew that lead in the third period, and then Kyle Connor once again in overtime. A 3-on-1 with Mark Scheifele, Josh Morrissey, and Kyle Connor. He finished it off with the one-timer, and the Jets came away with the two points. Kyle Connor ended up with two goals. He scored his other one on the power play, joining Gabriel Velarde, who scored a beautiful backhand goal on the power play as well. The Jets' power play went two for three. They stayed red hot. Even without Sean Monaghan, who missed this game due to an illness, he should be back in the lineup relatively soon, but the power play stayed hot. Velarde and Connor really found something there, and then Connor obviously got his second goal in overtime. Mark Scheifele had a four-point night. Josh Morrissey had three assists. That wrapped up an incredible week for Morrissey. I'll talk more about that in a second. But let's get Rick Bonus's thoughts on this game. The Jets did go 3-1 and one over this four-game stretch that I covered here. But if you've been checking out the graphics behind me here on YouTube, you'll see that they've lost every single game in the expected goals battle, the analytics. Is that a concern? Rick Bonus was asked about it post-game, whether or not they might be relying on a hot power play and their goaltending too much. Their goaltending, once again, on this night, Connor Hellbuck was fantastic game away with the two points but what were Rick Bonus's thoughts on another game where they lost the five on five battle then you have been on the system at times we, we were fine in Chicago the other night we didn't give up much um, yeah there's there's a little bit of that so we, we've got it we can tighten it up 
we, when our structure breaks down and we'd like the other teams are coming at us. But listen, we're, we're, we have the best winning percentage in the, in the Western Conference. So the little tweaks that we need to stay on top of, we'll stay on top of. Yeah, we're I, doing I, pretty good. I guess that just to go a little bit deeper into yeah. that, you staying on top of it, like, does, is that something that you have to be concerned with? Is it something I'm that you have to guard against? I'm not concerned about it. Do we have to stay on top of it? Yes, it's going to happen. You play 82 games. Every game is not a Picasso. It's not. And when you see little things creeping in, we address it. So we'll stay on top of it. So there's Rick Bonus basically saying that they're making tweaks. They're staying on top of things, but they're not concerned. They still have the number one winning percentage in the Western Conference, which is a fact. And they did the winning this week. They did go 3-1. and one. You can't argue with the results. The process, they'll keep an eye on it, but the results, they did go 3-1. and one. I talked about Gabriel Velarde's goal. He had a beautiful backhand on the power play. He was asked about it post-game. Here's what he had to say. Uh, again, we've talked about it before, but really it's just what the D give me. The first one, I was able to make the seam to, to Kyle, and he scores. And then and I think they gave me a little bit more space. Maybe they're trying to cover him. Um, that's what's good about having a bunch of different options. You know, it keeps a PK guessing, but if I have time, um, I have made that move before and uh, I was able to score. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And there it is, Gabriel Velarde. That's going to wrap up our game recaps portion of the episode. Now we're going to get into the awards. We've got the hardest working jet. We've got the three stars of the week. If this is your first time checking out Winnipeg Jets Weekly, make sure you're dropping a like below. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button and hitting the notification bell so you don't miss videos like this every single Monday morning. Let's get into the hardest working jet. My hardest working jet of the week is Vladislav Nemesikov. The first three games of this week, he was on the fourth line. He got bumped down when Sean Monaghan was brought over to the Winnipeg Jets. But with Monaghan missing the game Sunday, he was moved up to the second line and his game didn't change. He's one of the hardest workers on the team night in and night out. He brings a consistent effort and he brings home my hardest working jet of the week. My third star of the week is Gabriel Vlardy. He had a huge impact in that Tuesday win over the Minnesota Wild. He had two goals and the power play, the resurgence as of late, I would argue it's largely in part due to Vlardy, his play at the net side. He played great against the Coyotes as well, scoring a goal in the power play and setting up Kyle Connor for his power play goal. A lot of that success is coming from the triangle of Vlardy, Shifley, and Monaghan. Here's what Rick Bonus had to say about Vlardy's effectiveness at the side of the net and how he creates from that spot. On the power play, it seemed like every time Gabriel Vlardy got the puck at the side of the net there, he was making a different read. What did you see out of him in that spot? He's very good down there, and, and, he, and he's very patient with the puck and he does see what's, what the options are so we'll give him a lot of credit because um, some guys just panic with the puck and they may move it too quick or, but he's, 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 he's taking advantage of what they're giving him if he can walk across and give that little flip he's taking it if not uh, he's making a play to the Mark or uh, back to Sean and he's always looking for KC that back door so he's very very good down by that which we saw in training camp we just haven't had a chance to put them all together 
My second star of the week is Kyle Connor. I mean, he won two games in overtime for the Jets against the Blackhawks. Like I said earlier, a bit of a lucky bounce trying to pass that puck across the crease and it ends up going in. But against the Coyotes, hardly a lucky bounce. A one-timer that beat Connor Ingram and gave the Jets the win. And anytime you have two overtime winners, you're going to get one of the stars on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. That top line, they did have some analytical struggles this week, but... Kyle Connor, nonetheless, is filling the stat sheet once again. He's scoring big goals in big moments for this Jets team. He's my second star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I said I was going to bring him back up. My first star of the week is the Jets' number one defenseman, Josh Morrissey. In the four games that I covered here, he had nine assists. You combine that with the defensive play, the way he defends plays off the rush, and the power play. That's a big reason why his point totals are up. He's been the best Jet this week, and he's earned the number one star of the week. Josh Morrissey, my first star on episode 18 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Now, before we get into the upcoming schedule, make sure you're dropping a comment below. Do you agree with my choices for the hardest working jet and the three stars of the week? While you're down there, drop a like, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and let's get into the upcoming schedule for the Jets. The Winnipeg Jets have an absolute gauntlet of a schedule coming up in the month of March. Rick Bonus actually talked about it after practice the other day basically saying they won't have much practice time and basically saying it's a good thing that they've got the power play sorted out now because they won't have much time to practice it going into the month of March and it's a good thing that they figured that out. But in the near future, they've got Tuesday night against the St. Louis Blues. That one's inside Canada Life Center and it's two playoff teams, the Blues fighting for their playoff lives, another Central Division rival. That should be a great game. Then the Jets will travel on the road to take on the Dallas Stars, team they've struggled to beat this season so that should be a great game and then Saturday afternoon the Jets will travel east to take on the Carolina Hurricanes and on the second night of the back-to-back they will take on the Buffalo Sabres before returning home and taking on the Seattle Kraken on a Tuesday night and this starts the absolute run of games that the Jets have in the month of March there will be a lot of games to talk about I'll be back next week next Monday morning to break down those four games on the schedule Blues, Stars, Hurricanes, and Sabres. So come back next Monday morning for episode 19, where I'll have recaps of those games. That's going to do it for episode 18 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I believe this is the first episode I've done where the Jets have played four games, but it was fun nonetheless. Thank you for checking it out. Like I said before, if you haven't dropped a like already or dropped a comment, make sure you head down and do that right now. And join me next Monday for episode 19, another four-game episode. I'll have lots to talk about. I can't wait to see you next week. Have a great week, everyone.